Hello and welcome to the What We've Watched podcast. This is episode 280. My name is Chris. This is it. And this week, top five modern black and white films. Yeah. Um, so this is like black and white films that are in black and white from like the era where black and white films were had become very rare. Yeah, like basically no longer the standard. So pretty much like seventies on. Yeah, it's sort of it's generally seems to be I how mean, that's counted. Sixties was definitely largely switched over, mm. but there was still a decent amount of black and white, especially for like lower budget movies and stuff. Yeah. Um, but by the seventies, like especially by the late seventies, yeah. you were doing black. Nobody was doing black and white to save money. Uh, not usually. Yeah, like you know, it would usually be like an artistic choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it of course, was the later still cheaper sure, to yeah, do black and yeah. white. It's just because black and white was kind of had fallen out of mm-hmm. like fashion. Yeah, most people didn't do it. Yeah, but there are some instances where you know of movies yeah. that were done mm-hmm. in the modern era in black and white for cost reason. Yeah, more so than artistic choice. Yeah, but usually it's artistic choice because. You know. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's one of those things, like, there are certain... It really stands out. Yeah, exactly. There are certain... And, of course, interestingly enough, sort of unlike... I mean, a color film... Uh, this is not a straight, you know, comparison. But, like, there are different kinds of black and white when you do a black and white movie. Sure. In a way that, like, there aren't different kinds of color... When you do a color movie, like you can, uh, I mean, you you can uh, uh, do like you know certain saturations and stuff when you do a color film. Yeah. But like, there is a difference in some like the ones on my list, and then I'm sure the ones in your list, and, and, and where like, you know, comparing things like how Sin City did black and white right. to like Clerks black and white, like yeah. that is a like yeah you know that is a very different in a sense you yeah. know um like the it's, you know sometimes it's so, so sometimes black and white is the absence of they're just like oh, we didn't feel co- film color and sometimes there's more to it than that sure you know all right well that's fair. yeah um so for me uh in going through and looking at lists of things kinds of things and stuff like that i noticed that like there has actually been quite a lot of like very well-regarded black and white films in like quite recent years mm-hmm. and i pretty much have not seen any of them because i'm really terrible for seeing like usually newer stuff mm-hmm. so i'm sure that there is a lot of really good stuff that just never really had the opportunity to be on my list because i just don't really i'm not mm. familiar with it but there's like i've heard of them mm. and i just haven't seen them yet so i kind of feel that <laughs> a bit bad about that but um so my my list tends to lean into like more of the periods of time that i'm very familiar with like the 90s yeah yeah things like that so that's kind of where i'm at with it but but like max respect to some of the really good ones that have come out in recent years that mm. have been really well regarded because um i'm sure they're really, yeah, the last i'm sure they're really good i just haven't yeah. had it. yeah it's crazy mm-hmm. like just like in the last like five years yeah. how many black and white movies there's been and that have been pretty much across the board like well regarded yeah you know uh five say five ten years when, when i started first looking at this i went 
chronologically. I used well, there was that Wikipedia article yeah, yeah, yeah. that that covers it, and yeah. and those sort of they're using it that way. And I was initially worried because like going through the seventies, it was I had barely seen anything. A lot of like so I have the, a seventies pick on my list. I, I have a seventies on my list too. Um, cool. But uh, I wonder if it's the same one. A lot, it's possible. Um, a lot of the um, like sort of like bigger black and white movies from the seventies were like foreign films yeah. that had got international acclaim. Okay. And I had never seen, I hadn't seen any of those. Like a lot of French and Belgian films sure. that I was just like, I nope, you know. Um, that being said, I do actually have a, a foreign film. On the, the French, list, but... the French seem to like black and white. Actually, yeah, yeah. interestingly, um, I've noticed. But, uh, but I was then I got worried. I was like, oh no! But then once you know, got into the eighties, and it was like, okay, okay, and then and then the nineties had like a real glut of of like black and white was kind of back. I don't know if I want to say glut. That well, sounds a little negative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there was a lot more, lot more choices to pick from. But. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. All right. <clears throat> oh, crossover. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna go two. 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 Yeah. Sure. I mean, again, if, we'll... do I win something if we're right? <laughs> I mean, if we both pick the same number, no, then I yeah. guess yeah. we split the winnings. Yeah. But I don't Woo! know. Who, I don't know where the winnings are gonna come <laughs> from. Um. All right. So my number five is. A case where I really had to just rely upon like my best re- recollection because I have I was really happy and solid with four mm-hmm. with my, my like my top four yeah and then after that I was like mm, this is where I really probably should have seen some of those recent ones. oh <laughs> you, um, you had to delve a little deeper down I had to the... delve a little deeper but yeah. my number five is a movie that I haven't seen in a really long time. Like, a lot of these I've seen multiple times, or I've seen somewhat more recently. Mm-hmm. This one I've not seen, like, since a long time. Yeah. But it's from 1995, and it's A Midwinter's Tale, directed oh. by Kenneth Branagh. And I remember really liking it. It was right around that time that Kenneth Branagh was coming out with a lot of movies yeah. and, and doing all those, like, Shakespearean movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And... It's not a Shakespeare adaptation. It's actually what it's about is it's about people putting on uh, yeah. a, a play, a Shakespeare play. But it's kind of like a somewhat, it's not that dark. Like it's funny, but it's mm. not like a super like mirthful, like ah ha ha kind of funny. But it's a, it's considered a romantic comedy because there's, it's about like a relationship and you know, it's comedic, but it's, it's a bit of a there's some dramatic elements as well um but the it's definitely a case where like the black and white was like clearly chosen for like the atmosphere and the you know mm-hmm. to sort of get a certain kind of effect and um because it's not like a i don't think it's like a period piece or anything like that like i'm pretty sure it's just of its time it's one of those but, I, when i saw that there i was like oh i've seen that and then i had doubts i was like know if i've seen it yeah and but i I watched the trailer yeah and i'm pretty sure i haven't seen it yeah but i didn't know for sure so uh, (laughs) probably don't want to put something on the list that you don't know that i had that much doubt that i had seen it i was like okay so i just remember i remember really liking it but it was one of those movies where like you really like it but then you know you don't necessarily go back to it or like recall it later that much like i always recalled the fact that i'd seen it but, like, mm. beyond that, it was just yeah. kind of like, oh, well, I remember really liking it. And I was really into Branagh at the time because yeah. 
I do like Shakespearean adaptations. Mm -hmm. It was not that long after, um, like, Much Do About Nothing, which I really loved his version of that. Um, Yeah, that is So I was kind of in that zone anyway. And I was sort of interested to see, like, oh, like, what's, what what would it be like, you know, sort of like a a contemporary movie uh, that, you know, is kind of about putting on a Shakespeare play, but it's not an actual Shakespeare adaptation itself. Uh, and it's also the first movie that he did that um, he didn't also act in. Mm. He only directed it, so. Yeah, because usually he at least appears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit. I mean, he's yeah. known for, like, he's famously known for, like, usually being the lead character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In all of his own movies. Mm-hmm. The earlier ones, at least. Yeah. Right? Not yeah. so much as you well, as power older, but. <laughs> Direct and star in your film. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was really young when he started. Like, oh. Henry V, he was right. really yeah. young when he did that. And he directed and starred in it. That was huge. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah. that's my number five. Yeah. Midwinter's Tale. So, I'm, I'm like a bit hazy on it just because it's been so long, but I remember sure. really liking it. So, I'm going to assume that mm. if I watched it now, it would hold up. But And it is, like, it's critically well regarded. Like, I think it's, like, over 80%, oh, in the, yeah. somewhere in the 80s for on, like, you know, RT. And it's, like, it's got generally decent reviews when it came out. So... Uh, it's not like I'm like remembering it as like good, and it's like oh, like no, it's actually this like total crap fest. It's mm. like it's like no, it's considered a good movie. I just I just haven't seen it in a long time. So yeah, that's my number five, Midwinter's Tale. Well, and the main reason like I picked, I say like I picked it is just because I'm less, I don't remember it as well. So the, that's the main reason I put it at five. Mm. Um, cool. No, that's good. That's a good. Okay. Um, you're five. So my five. I have a tie for my five. It's my only tie, <sighs> and. Sometimes you watch a movie and you only see it once. Right. But like parts of it really stick with you. Okay. And even decades go by and you're like, I remember parts of this movie. It's usually like disturbing stuff or, 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 that's not the right word. No, Uh, that's fine. I mean, it's like, that's that's uh, cool. You know, sometimes a film is aggressive at you in right. a way that, like, you, sure. you, you're you like, yeah. I'm changed forever now, and I don't know if it's for the better. Okay. <laughs> kind of. Um, and these two films that kind of did that, okay. um, oddly enough, my first one is from 1995. Mm-hmm. It's Dead Man. Okay. Um, directed by Jim Jarmusch. Yep. Uh, no Stranger to Black and White. Done nope. quite a few black and white films uh, yep. in the 80s. Yep. Um... Uh, including one and, that and I, since and since yeah yeah uh, including one that I I hadn't seen that looked interesting uh, it was he was this sort of cult classic um, I mean a lot of his films are cult classic Dim Man included uh, yeah he doesn't really make mainstream no movies. he's not really a mainstream guy um, I mean which is if you look at who's in this movie mm-hmm. it's the cast listing is bananas right um, you think like this isn't a mainstream film. But like, no. no, it was not. It was like. But that was in the nineties when you could do that. Exactly. Like yeah, in the nineties, yeah. have a crazy all the time. Yeah. They were making because the thing is, is they these kind of filmmakers, these yeah. kind of like auteur sort of filmmakers, yeah. like they were well respected, and it's like mm-hmm. people wanted to work with them. Yeah. And it wasn't always just about like money. Yeah. Like it wasn't like an actor was going to be like, oh well, I'm not going to like go be in that movie because they can't pay me very much. It was like no, they would go and do the movie because mm-hmm. they wanted to work with some a filmmaker exactly. like Jeremy, yeah. you know. It, it is definitely something that I feel like 
there was like it, for a while, especially in the early '90s, there was a lot of that. It sort of faded away for a bit, and I feel it's come back quite a bit. Maybe a little. Like, you see, you see people in movies where you're like, "Oh, that he just wanted to be in that movie." Like, yeah, maybe know. a little, but I don't know. You know, not as much. That's not for as sure. much. It's definitely. Um, Sorry, what's the other one? Uh, and the other one is a Belgian film called uh, Man's B- Man Bites Dog. Oh yeah, I've always heard of that movie, but I've never actually seen it. Yeah, um, and it's. Um, for those who don't um, know what it's about, um, it's about a film crew that follows around a uh, serial killer, mm-hmm. um, and uh, basically, you know, documenting like his day to day life, and they slowly get like drawn into being involved in his killings and stuff, and it, it just kind of escalates from there. Um, yeah, I remember, I've like I've always heard of it. Yeah. But I've never actually seen it's, it. It's also... Just uh, never got around to it. Early 90s. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, two movies... And that one's, like, got a lot of... Both of the movies have a lot of disturbing things in them. A lot of really interesting things in them. Um, uh, Dead, uh, Dead Man's definitely probably the better of the two. Um, I think we saw that together. Uh, at a theater here, I think. Uh, it's possible. Oh, I've yeah. seen it quite a few times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen either of these movies since I saw them. Well, I saw Dead Man probably right around the time it came out. And then um, Man, Man Bites Dog, I, I saw about 10 years ago. Um, but, um, but yeah, um, uh, both both kind of uh, darker, definitely darker films. But yeah, so that's uh, that my number five. So uh, you're number four. Yeah, my number four is from 1994. Is that no... That's good year. Oh, okay. I was just like, does that mean you know... Uh, probably. <laughs> um, and it is directed by Tim Burton, and it is Ed Wood. Yeah. Uh, which, funny enough, also starring Johnny Depp, like, mm-hmm. following up on... On Dead Man. Dead Man is yeah. starring Johnny Depp. Um, did a lot of movies in the 90s, and evidently mm-hmm. a bunch of black and white ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically, I mean, most people are familiar with Ed Wood. It's a, more or less, a biopic, um, you know, with a little bit of imagination thrown in sure uh about uh the notorious uh edward d wood jr Mm -hmm. uh filmmaker uh in the 50s and somewhat beyond who was kind of like known for he's he's very enthusiastic and very passionate about films but basically had no no actual (laughs) real ability to make movies Mm -hmm. or or support and budget and whatnot and uh, so it's a really interesting film because it's kind of like it sort of manages to kind of create like sympathy for mm. Edward while at the same time kind of making fun of him too because you know you see like all just like the ridiculousness of like his efforts but at the same time like it really shows like how like genuine mm-hmm. that like his intentions were and stuff like but he just you know. He just didn't know what he was doing, yeah. you know, but he really cared about, you know, he's, he was like, he wanted to make movies. He just, you know, he didn't really understand like what, like the craft that was required and stuff. In, in right? some ways, like it was the kind of like, and there were many people like him. He well, not, the, infamous, not, not, that he, but... not so much just that he didn't understand the craft required. It was also like, you know, he didn't have any budgets and things like yeah. that. So he had to like make do anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was a question of like, well, either like you just don't make the, your movies because you don't have the resources to do it 
or like you make them anyway yeah, well, his as passion, best as you his can passion was too, yeah, yeah like you yeah, make yeah. it anyway as best as you can even though you know that like you can't make them like you know the professionals do but yeah. you know so it's a really interesting take on it obviously a great cast i mean he's definitely a person who like in some ways like before his time in terms of like like doing what he wanted to do yeah like if he lived in the day like in modern day where he could make the kind of like small films and put them on YouTube yeah. and he, yeah, absolutely. He, he almost could have been successful. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of people, there's a lot of, well, in his yeah. own way for sure. Cause there's a lot of people that have taken a lot of inspiration. He, he'd be, he'd be almost the, like he'd be more like the more, more modern equivalent, like, like uh, what's his name? He did the room and, and yeah, kind of, <laughs> yeah. Know, but, but without like I the mean, crazy already that, uh, that kind of, sort of is how a lot of people yeah. view like people mm -hmm. really enjoy his work for yeah. what it is because of the entertainment value that they get from it right um but he's he yeah. did actually you know serve as a lot of inspiration for a lot of people oh, for sure. that you know and and i mean including tim burton obviously mm -hmm. who wanted to make this film to kind of you know talk about what what uh, about him because you know he did actually create a lot of inspiration for people to sort of just be like, Oh, like I just want to, you know, do the, tell the, you know, sorry that I, I, I have ideas. I have ideas and I want to, I love films and I just want to put them on film and it's like, you know, they don't let anything stop them. Yeah. And, uh, so I mean like for low budget and sort of independent filmmakers and stuff like that, like I know a lot of them have taken a lot of inspiration from Edward, Ed not necessarily in terms of like, Obviously, they don't want to make movies like his. Like, yeah. they're trying to make, like, good movies. But, mm -hmm. but like, taking inspiration just from his, like, you know, the passion that he had mm -hmm. and, the, and the fact that, like, he wouldn't sort of give up even though, you know, he really had no, like, facility <laughs> to really translate, yeah. you know, his ideas out there. So, but um, it's a really good movie. It's got a great cast. Like, just a lot of... It's a Tim Burton movie, so it's mm -hmm. like, you know, there's, um... There's just, uh... Um, you know anyone that he would want to be in the movie he could just get basically yeah. because it's a tim burn movie you know so it's like it's 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 one of those movies it's one of those where you're kind of a bit spoiled in the in the in terms of and i mean and it uh particularly um martin landau playing bela lugosi mm. because bela lugosi became friends with edward like when he was like late in his life and and uh kind of worked with him and stuff like that and um he uh, and martin lando got like huge acclaim for for his performance mm. playing legosi and i think maybe that's, that's might have even won the oscar i that's think maybe even i think he might have even won like like the best supporting actor or something like that or at least was nominated which is uh, you know kind of um amazing concerning like i don't know like was, a, was in my my memory like yeah. ed would like I think the movie was like critically well liked, but like didn't do well. Uh, like, I don't remember. I I but it was so long ago. Like I have not seen this movie like since '94. I haven't so. seen it in a while, but like I've seen it a few times, and I've seen it across. Yes, yes, he won for best supporting actor. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Martin Landau won best. Supporting yes, actor. it was not a success. Yeah, eighteen million budget, five point nine million box office. Yeah, that's not a huge budget either. So I don't know how, like, if it maybe, you know, maybe it picked up on, like, secondary. Yeah, sure. You know, like, like home video and stuff like that, maybe. Yeah. But it reviewed um, very well. I mean, it's, like, 
90 percent yeah 92 yeah. percent currently and uh typically is is uh largely yeah i wish i remembered when i saw it i i was like oh like on the list i was like oh yes i, I remember seeing that movie but i don't remember so little about it yeah no it's good if, if you haven't seen it in a really long time you should just like check it out yeah. now yeah, and just kind of came out so give, yeah you should give yourself 26 27 years you yeah. should give yourself a refresher on it yeah it's worth it so that's my four that's good yeah uh all right uh so my number four oldest movie on my list okay from 1974, Young Frankenstein. Okay, well, that's my three, so oh, we, can team awesome. up. we can team up there. Um, this movie's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's Mel Brooks. I love him. Uh, <laughs> and and, and yeah. Gene Wilder. I, I, well, I, like, I really Malcolm. like the older Mel Brooks movies, yeah. not so much the later ones. Yeah. I think, like, I'm not that into, like, any of, like, the 90s stuff he did, really. Um, very hit and miss for me yeah you know i think like Spaceballs is probably his last like really good movie and even then it's like Spaceballs is fun mm -hmm. but it's it's still pretty much just like a bunch of jokes there is, like yeah it's definitely not as good as like some of his really it's, earlier yeah. stuff mm -hmm. like this or like the producers or yeah. like yeah. some of the more kind of deeper yeah you know there but the thing that makes well there's a lot of things that make this film great yeah it's very clever like, the way that it basically, like, inserts itself into being, like, you know, very, very close in style mm -hmm. to the actual, like, universal, like, the class, like, the yeah. the vintage, like, 30s and 40s universal style. Mm -hmm. It's very, very close. It's just very funny. <laughs> right, like, yeah. it's just like a, a, you know, it's a comedy, but it's, mm -hmm. like, very close to those style. And it's, it's made to be... Gene Wilder is... He plays an amazing straight man, like... I mean, sort of. Yeah. Like, well, straight compared to like everyone well, yeah. else going on. <laughs> yeah. But then he has those moments, those freakout moments that yeah, he does, yeah. which Gene Wilder does so well, yeah. where he can just go like from zero to, to like, like like shouting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's the best at it. Gene Wilder is one of the greatest. I mean. I was about to say one of the greatest like comedic actors of all time, but it's he's so just a great scary. actor yeah. because like he can obviously do it all. But obviously his focus was on comedy, mm. but he just has this way of like like you would you you would have to do like you could make like a whole like documentary just about like all the little techniques and little mm. things that Gene Wilder would do mm. that made his performances so great. Um, he's just an absolute genius yeah or was mm -hmm. um and um, yeah this this movie is also like like i don't think there's anybody in this movie still alive uh i think uh yeah, not many no uh well th as a kid this movie was my introduction to marty felton uh yeah there's not many not many left uh i mean gene wilder you know was I mean, what was it? 2016. Yeah, it wasn't that long. So, I mean, though. like, yeah, yeah. he was up until relatively recently. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of people are yeah, no longer. Yeah, Marty Feldman. No oh, uh, Terry Garr's still alive. Um, yeah, but she was, like, quite young, it, relatively. It, yeah, that's true. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, like, Peter Boyle is gone since 2006. Uh, Madeline Kahn. Yeah. She, that was late 90s. Yeah. Marty Feldman was, like, 82. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, of course, Leachman just passed away last year. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. 
It was, oh, oh, Gene Hackman's still alive. She lost him. I forgot about Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman's yeah. the blind guy. Yes, he's the amazing blind oh, man. so good. Clearly not blind. Because that's like straight out of, like it's from Bride of Frankenstein. Well, it's from the book originally, but it was used in what their, what their spoofing off of was from Bride of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I guess Mel Brooks also still alive. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, but he, I mean, he, has, he he plays, he just plays, he plays like his dad. Um, yeah, but he uh, yeah, he doesn't really have like a real. No, no, well, he dies at the beginning of the movie, and, yeah. and then. But um, yeah, no, it's so good. Like it's just like I say, I love that. I mean, I like I love that whole sort of like golden age of Hollywood kind of vibe anyway. Yeah. But I really like the Universal mm-hmm. like you know monster stuff. It's just really it fun. Is, and the, the it's fact an amazing that they, job of both being like tribute and spoof at the same sure. time. I mean, which is like it the, is technically a spoof, but oh yeah, like I, sure. I almost hate to say it because it's like when you say spoof now, people think <sighs> of like something like yeah, modern yeah. like spoof movie, like yeah, a scary yeah. movie. And that's why I say it like it's, it's it's also tribute. And yeah. the thing is, is when like too many modern movies spoof and all they're, they're kind of doing is they're making fun of the thing yeah not but they're not even making fun of it like in a way of like like oh this is a bad thing we're making fun of they're just yeah. making fun of like things uh, like yeah. of, like popular things yeah yeah it's just about like referencing as much Pop popular culture. stuff yeah, yeah. as you can and like yeah, spoofing yeah. it mm-hmm. making a joke out of it mm-hmm. and it's like that is so not what this is no well, Mel you know, Brooks, or or any of Mel Brooks's yeah yeah well, Mel Brooks is a lot of like he he is not he has contemporary style in his stuff, but his jokes are very rarely, like, like, like. Well, that's not funny anymore because yeah. I wasn't alive during that time period yeah. to understand the reference. Like, no, he doesn't make those kind. He doesn't write that kind of humor. It's a yeah, lot. I of, think a lot of it comes from the performances. Like. I think that he's one of those filmmakers that finds, like, actors, and I think that a lot of really good, like, uh, well, just, like, the, that more auteur style yeah. filmmaker where they have a very distinctive style and a very distinctive way of making films, they often do that, where they get actors, and then they get actors that can act in a very certain way mm-hmm. that just conveys the feel of, like, what they're trying to convey. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Gene Wilder was in oh, multiple yes uh you know particularly this well, many of these blazing saddles and yeah. this which were yeah. in a very close well, blazing saddles had just very close yeah. era together and mm-hmm. and you know both are are, are great classics obviously yeah. in their own way and um uh, well i watched the trailer for this yeah because i was like oh man i haven't seen like anything from it in like, yeah, a yeah. while so i watched the trailer and then the trailer is literally like from Mel Blazing Saddles Brooks. Sure. It's, <laughs> it, I mean, know. it was pretty huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't really say enough about this. Uh, it was... It's, it is one of those, like, it's like a must-see comedy. Yeah, like, it is. it really is must-see. Obviously... I put it right it into helps, my, like, I need to watch this It helps again. a lot if you are somewhat, you know, familiar with those old movies, or at least, like, how they looked mm. and stuff. But you don't really know have to know the details. But it does somewhat help. But, I mean, like... It's just the performances and the sort of the the wit yeah, of like the writing snappy and dialogue like, and that. Well, and just like it's not even always snappy. That's the great thing is, I mean, it's snappy in a sense, but it's not always like rapid fire. Oh, no, 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 like part of one of the things that makes like clever is a better Mel Brooks's movies yeah. great is like sometimes there are certain like sequences that will be kind of almost like a slow burn, mm. and you have to kind of like build up to it and be like, okay, 
like it's funny because it just keeps escalating you know mm. um uh, he's good with um like duration jokes like that and also like the like preg the pregnant pause yeah the like uh, yeah, like like uh, giving giving it room to breathe yeah, rather than just yeah. trying to hit you with like rapid fire nonstop jokes, mm-hmm. right? And building some yeah. some of them it's, up. He's really good with one of those those kind of jokes where like like what's the scene where it's like the the housekeeper or whatever keeps like offering him, like is trying to offer him like uh, something, like like tea or something or like <laughs> see if he wants anything oh, like yeah, a, yeah, a drink yeah. like or, and like and then he just keeps going like no thank you. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And then she just like keeps, keeps offering, offering more stuff and he's like more things, more things. And he's getting more and more annoyed. He's <laughs> just like I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like it keeps like the tension uh, uh. of like just keeps mm. ratcheting up mm. of like him like trying to like Pushing. maintain his cool yeah. because he just wants to be left alone and then it's like they just won't mm. you know keep stop bothering him. You know, I mean then there's like putting on the Ritz with the monster. <laughs> Which you know, Peter yeah. Boyle plays the monster. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so amazing. Yeah, but like that whole sequence where it's like, you know, they're doing the little da- song and dance, and like whenever he points to the monster to do his part, and he just kind of goes like, "Oh, <laughs> it's the monster." And that's all he can do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Frank and Steen. Yeah, <laughs> Frank. Yeah, Frank and Steen. Oh, you must be Igor. It's pronounced Igor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> pats him on the shoulder and realizes he's patting his hump and he's like oh my god i'm so sorry <laughs> yeah. like it's some great offense yeah. it's so yeah. great just yeah. anybody who hasn't seen it needs yeah. to see it it's a must see yeah it's great it's, it's young frankenstein it's it's great it's old it's young <laughs> frankenstein shut up yeah no it's yeah it's real good all right yeah all right so that is my three so we can go straight to your three all right uh my three is from 1994 kind of like ed wood oh. but it's not ed wood okay it's Clerks. Okay. See, I ended up, I decided to pick Young know, Frankenstein instead of Clerks because as like my comedy spot, basically. I was going to stick them together yeah. and then tr- like basically I, I jam mean, another honest, movie. Like, <laughs> when the idea of this list came up, I immediately was like, well, clearly Clerks will be on it. Yeah, for sure. And then I, real, and then I remembered Young Frankenstein and I'm like, well, mm, yeah. I mean, Clerks is a good effort for a very young filmmaker just starting out mm-hmm. with like a very low budget you know good on yeah. kevin smith for achieving that yeah. but let's be serious young frankenstein is a masterpiece it's true so that's my I, comedy choice i probably should have <laughs> these reversed on my list the reason clark scores a little just like higher, personal personal yeah like, connection because it came out like when we were right you know, at the right age yeah like late teens it had saw it in the theater it had a huge influence on like, I mean, Clark's and then Mallrats yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, like... Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. I love all those, yeah, yeah. you know, that... But, like, I like the fact that it mm. developed and became a thing, yeah, that he yeah. did all these other movies and they all, like, linked together and stuff. You know, Clark's is the first and it's it's great in its yeah. own way, but, yeah, you know... It's... And, again, and this is... Uh, this has come up in the podcast before. Yeah. Um, often, like, in any series of films, yeah. I often generally like the first one the yeah. most. Yeah, and well, you, Diminishing Returns to, is a common you know, and, <laughs> phenomenon. And, Clerks and Mallrats are very close yeah. for me, um, but they are also like kind of di- quite different. Yeah, you know, in many ways. Yeah, um, uh, ones in black and white, ones in color. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, but 
it just, you know, like you said, like he it's he did a great effort with like very little. Oh yeah, no, know. it's good. I mean, don't get me wrong, I really like it. Yeah, I just didn't really want to put like two. Yeah, there's I you know two like just straight up comedies. It's yeah. And once I remembered Young Frankenstein, I was just like, well, I I, mm, I felt okay uh, because like I was like I got. Six. I, I'm sure Kevin Smith would forgive me. <laughs> for for leaving out Clarice in favor of Frankenstein because I'm sure, sure he would agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, I felt okay because like my next two are like not comedies. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, but my fives definitely not comedies. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. Well, I guess Man Don't... Bites. Man Bites Dog is the like an the extremely d- dark comedy. The, the blackest of black yeah. dark comedies. Um, it's a black and white. Co- uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yes. So Clerks is definitely a case of yeah. a black, and, by... black and white yeah. for financial reasons yes. because literally it was made for the least amount of money he could possibly make it for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, where can you um, shave a dollar? Because there was no funding, mm. right? There's nothing. So basically, it was like borrowing money from family, selling comic book collections, yeah, putting putting stuff on credit cards, right? It was only about twenty seven grand. Yeah, and uh, right. you know, so it was like it w- there was no like like oh finding some benefactor and like getting like you know investors or funding yeah. or like nothing, no, none, none of that. that. Yeah. So like literally, he had to make it for the least possible. You know, even like the the store, like the convenience store that it takes all takes place in is yeah. all filmed in. Like that's just where he worked what? at the time. Yeah. He just like asked the can owner, I my "Can movie? I film yeah. my movie here at night?" Right? Like, mm-hmm. when the store is closed. Right? And he was allowed to do it. So, I mean, like, literally, like, there's some big cost savings right there. Yeah. Right? You have to pay for some of your set. So. Um, and, yeah, a lot of, like, friends and acquaintances. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's nobody in this that was recognizable before this. No. Right? Because they're all just, like, local, like, people from, from where he was from. Mm-hmm. Right? So. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was basically, he's like, I mean, he like Ed Wooded it, but like in a good way. <laughs> he's a little bit of a better writer than Ed Wood. Yeah, yeah, fair. So. Um, <laughs> didn't, didn't try to plan nine his yeah. way. <laughs> and I mean, and he did, I mean, he did some film school. He sure. he left film school, you know, before he finished, but, you know, he did some. So it's like he had kind of an idea of what to do. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, no, it's just, it's one of those, you know, I've seen it so many times. Yeah, it's it, great. It just, it's great. I mean, it was a shoe-in for the list, and yeah. then I was just like, well... It's a f- fair to bump it for Young Frank. Yeah, sure. I didn't want to put, like, two just, like, straight-up comedies. I mean, I guess I could have, because like I said, I mean, my five I wasn't super strong on. Yeah. But I wanted to sort of, like, theme things and mm-hmm. kind of make it, No, you no, know, that works. That works, yeah. 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 All right, so yeah, that's uh, Clark's number three. I, we've talked about Clark's on the podcast many times, so... It's come up. Yeah. Uh, so I guess you're number two. All right. So my two, um, we, this will be a fast one maybe because okay. we've actually already talked about it. Okay. But there was such a big gap that I didn't want to like jump that far ahead. Right. My two is Dead Man. Oh, okay. Um. Wow. I, yeah, I mean. I know you like this film, yeah. but, I, and I, I've, but I wasn't sure I've seen much. it obviously a lot more than you have yeah, and yeah, yeah. a lot more recently than you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely holds up. It's an excellent, excellent movie. Um, I really like Jim Jarmusch. Yeah, like his work anyway. Oh, just admittedly, on that, have you seen Strangers in Paradise? I have not seen. I've seen very little of his more recent stuff. Oh uh, no, that's like one of his older things from from like the eighties. Uh, I don't think I've seen that oh, one. Okay, okay. 
It's like that a, one's black and white too. It's right? a black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it came up on a lot of lists, and I was like, I don't think I have. Huh, but he has Alex. a lot of movies. Yes, he does. He is he very prolific. A lot of movies. Yeah. So I, I'm a little bit lacking in the newer stuff, um, but uh, like I'm better on like '90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. and I've seen maybe a couple of the '80s ones, um, but not for a while. Um, but yeah. Um, generally speaking, I, yeah, I like, I really like his stuff. He's just like a little too prolific. <laughs> it's hard to keep up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, Deadman, yeah, again, like I said, with Jung Depp, um, and it's like kind of a Western more yeah. or less, but it's definitely not your conventional, typical Western. Mm. And, um. It's it, uh, one of uh, borrows from a lot of other like, like, both like like one, genre. One of Robert Mitchum's last roles. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. No, Robert Mitchum. Uh, it is one of those like, yeah, like face after face because I like I was like I was like I, w- I went back and I, a lot of these because I hadn't seen them in a while. I watched the trailer for and I was just like, it's very interesting because it's a trailer and it, I guess this is you know partly because of how Jim Carrey shows his films but like they didn't try and sell it on the fact that it had like this ridiculous cast like they they didn't go you know so and so and so and so and so no i mean i mean definitely you know like it wouldn't a more modern film you know with yeah i mean definitely um you know johnny depp was pretty was played up pretty heavy because he was a pretty big star at the time um Mm -hmm. but um yeah, he kind of had a few, a few parts around that time, but but yeah, he died in '97, so right. it was one of his last parts. But it's, but yeah, it's I mean, there's the there's film. there's a great like there's great cameos, mm-hmm. like there's a whole sequence, there's a whole sequence with like Iggy Pop and like oh uh, yeah uh, oh yes well because he's isn't Iggy Pop like one of the bounty hunters? What's the it's like. No, they're just like these guys that it's like uh, Billy Bob Thornton, yeah. Iggy Pop, and like somebody else. I can't remember the third one, but it's somebody else like known. Anyways, like they play these like three guys. That, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's a whole sort of sequence involving, and um, it's uh, Lance Hendrickson, Crispin Glover, Gabriel. Oh Klein, yeah, Crispin John Glover. Yeah. Oh, he was great. Mm. I mean, most of the appearances, like most of the characters, are like very like small. Like, they just kind of have, like... Because it's a very, um... Uh... Kind of episodic... Yeah. Kind of story. So, like... Mm. It's it's Johnny Depp's character basically, like, traveling through this story. Mm-hmm. So he sort of encounters different people along the mm. way. And so, like, a lot of times, like... It, he just kind of has, like, a single encounter and then goes on to the next thing. Yeah. So, a lot I of... Mean, the, uh, uh... The only, I guess, like, other, like, major reoccurring character... Gary, Gary Farmer, Farmer yeah, as yeah. nobody, as nobody, the the yeah. the, the, uh, the Indian, um, yeah, uh, just a, a, a very good like counter performance to to his, um, uh, uh, Gary Farmer still alive or is he passed on? Oh yeah, no, he's sixty eight. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, actually, of course, I you, you've I, seen something with him recently. I literally just saw him in. Um, uh, in a TV show from like he's in Resident Alien. 
he plays uh, like he plays the dad of the the main uh, cool. uh, uh one of the main characters in that that's really cool yeah um and uh yeah no he's still great yeah gary farmer's yeah always been great <laughs> Um, oh yeah, it's Lance Henderson's The Bounty Hunter. Yeah, it's Lance Henderson's The Bounty yeah, Hunter. That's uh, right. Yeah, it's um, yeah, Lance Henderson, Michael Wincott, oh, Christ. and uh, Eugene Bird play the the three bounty hunters. Yeah, I think Steve Buscemi is in it. Uh, Jared Harris. It is really kind of bananas. Right, Jared Harris. That was the third. That was at the third. Yeah, because okay. it's the campsite. Yeah. And there's it's Iggy Pop, Jared Harris, and Billy Bob Thornton are the three. Where he shoots Billy Bob Thornton in the foot. Yeah. And and Billy Bob Thornton just goes, I've yeah, been yeah. hit and then just like falls over. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gabriel Byrne. Alfred Molina. Yeah. Nice. Hey, he, Alfred Molina's like uh he's like the trading post guy. Yeah, he's or a trading post missionary. Oh a, that's... a corrupt missionary and businessman. Yeah nice yeah yeah it's been a little while but yeah. not like it's probably been we should i should watch it it's again. probably I been should... maybe five years at the most oh, okay yeah, yeah at yeah, the it's, most it's been it's been less than 10 for sure yeah no it's been more than 10 for me for sure yeah um and i've seen it a few times yeah so yeah really enjoy it yeah. uh listen to the soundtrack a lot the soundtrack yeah. is by neil young who i'm a big fan of yeah. and the entire soundtrack is basically like this kind of like very ambient like it's like electric guitar mm. but it's like this very kind of like haunting kind of ambient kind of electric guitar and uh and sometimes pump organ or like not usually that together but like mm. some of the some of the the tracks are pump organ some most of them are electric guitar but it's like that's it like there's no like orchestration to it it's just like very stark but really well done um and uh yeah I, I once read a review of the soundtrack hmm. where somebody said it sounded like neil young repeatedly dropping his guitar on the floor of the recording studio <laughs> yeah and i was like well yeah that's that's a good thing for neil young fans <laughs> like what not, are you talking about like, you don't quite get that's it. not a negative that's what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah that's where we're going that's what he was going for <laughs> and that's what we're looking for um but yeah it's it's awesome. It's really good. It's another one of those must sees. Yeah, um, like you said, awesome. it's got a few disturbing moments, but mm, nothing yeah. too crazy. It's it's sort of more. It's more like existentially that's, disturbing that's because the, you're watching yeah. it. And you're just like, it makes you think about like mortality and like, just, you know. Ah, it's hard to even like put into words. It's just it's very. Mm. It's very strange. It's very like it's one of those like movies where like. Like, even, like, like, I don't, I don't do drugs, but I feel like I'm on drugs when I watch this movie, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's great. Atmosphere out the uh, wazoo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All so right, that's well, my two. That's, right. man. uh, well, speaking of atmosphere out the wazoo. Yes. Uh, my number two, quite recent film from 2019. Yeah. The Lighthouse. Yeah. And this is the one where like, if I was, if I was to have seen any of the more recent ones, that are of this i wish that i'd seen that i really dropped the ball by not having seen it by now i intended to yeah. and i just didn't get around to it i really want to i loved the witch yeah like i loved see, that's the a, witch. i haven't seen the witch i so loved that's, it, that's the I one I loved it. And it and it's somewhat divisive like like it's people it's one of those like either people like are into it and mm. dig it or like they're just like 
I don't get it. This does nothing for me. Mm. I loved it, so I can only imagine that I would likely like the lighthouse. But like, I just I really dropped the ball. I have not seen it yet, but I really want to. Mm. I really want to. I mean, a- Willem Dafoe. Obviously, I'm a big fan of um, Pattinson. Uh, I mean, he's good. I definitely respect him wanting to like be a real actor after mm. doing you know the Twilight movies. Yeah, and I'm sure. He and we've was... seen him in some things, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, but he, I mean, that's the thing. He is a good actor, but you know, I just haven't seen like enough necessarily for him to be like sealed in the annals of you yeah. know great actorhood of history kind of thing. It's still a little bit too early. Yeah. But but Defoe is definitely in there, and it's. I mean. This movie stars, it's it's the two of them. Yeah, like ninety nine percent of this movie is. Two I could only people. imagine. I mean, it's, it's the only people you see in any of the trailers or yeah, clips. Yeah, is them, and it's so. you know they're in a lighthouse. Yeah, just them. Yeah, and it, yeah, I mean, I like all the like I've seen trailers and things like that. I like everything yeah. that I've seen of it. I just like yeah. I say, I really dropped the ball on not having seen this yet, and I exactly. I will see it soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really want to. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah. Yeah. Well, because I think when I was. I'll on, watch this, you watch The Witch. I will. All right, fine. Because, <laughs> you know, we've done one of those. We did one of those uh, where we each pick the flip, a movie. The flippity flip, flop. Yeah, yeah. yeah flippity flop. And, and I do. <laughs> um, yeah, see, because this came up when this was on my top. Uh, I know, it was. And I was like, you're right, The Witch. I put The Witch on my to watch yeah, list. Yeah. And of course, and I've been never. <laughs> and I've been meaning to watch Lighthouse since then and, and still yeah, haven't yeah. either. So, so there you go. We're terrible. We're terrible. Terrible. Uh, terrible. 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 All right. Uh, so that's my number two, The Lighthouse. Yeah, unfortunately, it's hard for you to say much I, about I don't want to, because it's real like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like kind of anything beyond like, and I think I had the but same But clearly you're then. highly recommending yeah, yeah, it because yeah. you're putting it at two. two so yeah. It is. Um, All right. Yeah. So it's my one? It is your one. All right. Any ideas? Um, Any clues? Well, it hasn't been on your list yet. Do you have an idea? I, I have a pretty good idea. Yeah? I'd probably say it's my number one. Really? I, I'm going to guess. Maybe not, but... That would be cool. Yeah, okay. Um, but, but maybe not. You, you, see, now, now I, had a, I had a high... I, had a, I really thought it was because it didn't appear... Or, like, you hadn't said it yet. I was like, man, it's not on his list yet. Wow. Okay. And I was like, but now I think maybe it's not your number one. But okay, hit me. What is My it? My number one is from 1980. Okay, nope. All right. I don't even know what this but, is. And one of my... Actually, there's another very strong Mel Brooks connection here, because this oh. was actually produced by Mel Brooks. Oh, okay. I know what this movie is. Uh, but it is one of, by one of my favorite directors, and it is The Elephant Man, directed by David Lynch. Um, this is... Yeah. This is like, all my Al-Sarans. Probably yeah. the closest... I mean... The, in in many ways, well, no, I mean, other than Dune, I guess. Yeah. This would be the closest that Lynch has come to like mainstream filmmaking because, you know, it's yeah. a movie. It's it was work for hire. You know, this and Dune were the only two movies that Lynch has ever done that was just like straight up work for hire. Like mm-hmm. that he had no like, you know, the, like creative involvement. Well, I mean, or, he still or, had creative involvement. No, but I mean, like, like he didn't. It wasn't his. But like, movie. it wasn't. He didn't initiate yeah. the project. Um. Uh, uh, possibly the straight story might be like that as well, but that was much later. Anyways, it's rare. Anyway, and 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 because those came at similar time periods in the eighties, there early well, in, the his early, in the earlier, it is not his mo. <laughs> uh, modus operandi. Mo, mo, modus <laughs> operandi. Yeah. Uh, only the Twin Peaks fans will get that. Um, but uh, yeah, like you know, at this period in the early eighties kind of era. 
like it was one of those things where like clearly he was kind of experimenting with dipping his toe in the water of just like being a director that people could just hire to direct a movie yeah which is something that you know he kind of gave up well dune i mean dune was what broke him from that yeah right because that was just like a a brutal 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 experience um so yeah after that he did you know blue velvet and then the rest is history it was you know pretty much lynch from then on Mm -hmm. all lynch all the time from then on but at this point you know he was just starting out i mean this literally the only movie he did before this was Eraserhead, which was his very first movie um which is like a very indie kind of thing um and uh i don't i still don't really know why this movie is black and white i've never really because like huh i mean Eraserhead was black and white but again that was was probably uh... very much because it was like a it was a low budget indie art art house type of thing but like this is like a real movie so clearly they made a choice for it to be black and white but like I don't really know why it needs to be maybe for like the makeup i don't know that, that but anyways probably? it's great it's it's john hurt plays uh you know um oh god what was it um john merrick john merrick john merrick was the name of the elephant man or who they call the elephant man uh but yeah john hurt plays john merrick um and Anthony Hopkins plays the doctor that worked with him, mm. or that like took him into his hospital and, and kind of helped him out, and uh, while well, also kind of like studying him. And uh, yeah, it's basically just the story of you know what he went through and and <coughs> you know the whole kind of weird thing of like how he was kind of became this like sensation in like you know London society uh in sort of the victorian era and how you know everybody came to like see him and stuff like that and so it was this weird kind of thing where it was like almost still like a freak show thing but it was under this kind of weird pretense of because he was like living in the hospital and they were kind of you know and uh so it was this weird thing of like he got the opportunity to sort of do and see a lot of things that he never would have otherwise but at the same time he still was kind of just a freak for people to stare at, you know, in, much, in a way. Yeah. Like, it, 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 there was a little bit of an undercurrent of, like, just a, a creepiness of just how people kind of almost sort of used him. The gawking. And used the, him for, like, their yeah. own kind of, you know, yeah, the gawking. But, like, you know, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird situation. Hmm. But, yeah, it's great. I mean, there's a lot of those... There's a few kind of nice little or sort of dreamlike Lynchian kind of moments that are, but like they're kept dialed really down compared mm-hmm. to like his typical kind of thing because, like I say, this is much more of like a mainstream movie. Um, but yeah, great performances. John Hurt yeah. is incredible. Anthony Hopkins is great, um, of course. But uh, you know, obviously, John Hurt got the the main share of of uh, acclaim just because. I mean, he had to go through the makeup, all that you know, that ridiculous uh, amount of uh, prosthetic and stuff, and be able to act through it. And um, and I think that it was uh, like a stage-based thing before, and then mm-hmm. they were making like the film version. And I think that John Hurt actually did the role on stage as well, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. I'm not hundred percent sure about that, but. 
Yeah, it, it, uh, to what you were that. saying before, it's, it seems like the um, the decision for it to be black and white was Lynch's, and uh, that's interesting. He uh, he, he it, there's no he doesn't there doesn't seem to be any like direct reason um, why other than just like you know the 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 atmospheric feeling and the the way it made the audience would make the audience feel was kind of his yeah. his decision critical and that. commercial success eight academy award nominations yeah including best picture best director best staff oh, that's it, like, i was gonna say best I was like, actor huge academy presence after receiving widespread criticism for failing to honor the film's makeup effects the academy of motion picture arts and sciences was prompted to create the academy award for best makeup the following year <clears throat> so basically the because of this movie the academy award for best yeah. makeup was created <laughs> uh, oh, it's, it's always neat to find films where, like, because of like their accomplishment, forced, like, oh, we had to, we had, we had to come up with a new way to to recognize like what was done in this movie because we didn't have a way of doing that before. Um, I mean, usually you just see that you see that in the Academy Awards where they they have to make a new category or alter a category in a way to to accompany accompany it. No. What's the word there? Hmm? Uh, not a company, but... Uh, doesn't matter. Okay. Whatever. Cut no, that. I just... I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know the context, sorry. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's interesting. It was... Um, yeah, they... Apparently it was, uh, like, the... Produ- yeah, the producer is the one who, like, kind of hooked up with Lynch. Uh... Because they swapped like scripts okay. that they were working on, and Lynch read the script for for Elfman mm-hmm. and wanted to and said he wanted to direct it, um, but Mel Brooks hadn't hadn't heard of Lynch at the time, so they actually screened Eraserhead for Mel Brooks, and he loved that, and so he, he then he wanted Lynch, and uh, by his own request, Brooks was not credited as executive producer on the film. Because they wanted to, like originally, because they wanted to ensure that audiences would not expect a comedy. Yeah. If they, by, by seeing his name on there, right? They didn't want to give people the wrong idea. That's very clever. Very Especially smart. given the fact that, I mean, like, Young Frankenstein was only a few years, years earlier, yeah, yeah. and that was black and white, and that was a comedy, you know, yeah. very much comedy and stuff. Yeah. So That makes sense. That yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's the, the, the rare, where, not rare, but, I mean, I guess rare, but. Uh, Mel Brooks did a lot of things that weren't comedy that a lot of people don't know about. The uh, makeup was directly designed from casts of Merrick's body, hmm. which had been kept in the private museum of the hospital. Huh. The makeup took seven to eight hours to apply oh each day goodness. and two hours to delicately remove. John Hurt would arrive on set at 5 a.m. and shoot his scenes from noon until 10 p.m. That's a it's almost like when Hurt was having his first experiences with the inconveniences of applying makeup and having to perform with it, he called his girlfriend saying, I think they finally managed to make me hate acting <laughs> because of the strain on the actor. He worked alternate days. Yeah. At that point, it's almost like, can we design a suit that he doesn't have to take off? So you can just wear it until we're done filming. I mean, that <laughs> would have been like the cheapo way to yeah, do it, yeah, yeah. but, but you, like you they did, weren't going to do that. The thing is, that that stuff that kind of made it's not that durable. No, you can't. They, they yeah. weren't. They weren't going to yeah. do that. They were going to go full, full, full yeah, on. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it's it's really great. It is a very. It's, it's, it is a really good movie. Yeah. It's really just like watchable mm. and just like 
certainly by no means a cheery story mm-hmm. um but you know there's also but there's nothing like really like horrible you know either it's just kind of you know it is what it is yeah um, but i just think all round as an all round thing i just that's i yeah. put it at one yeah. just because like i, I know you're my of favorite it, so of the of, yeah. of that bunch but um you know i also just you know got a got a rep for got a rep for my mr lynch there yeah. so no that's great yeah, no, yeah. Oh, man. um all right uh so my number one um short and sweet because we've talked about this film a whole bunch recently my number one is mank oh really yeah wow uh didn't even that, make my list that movie it's you know because we talked about it again recently yeah, yeah. like and i just it's yeah. it's kind of nothing wrong with that movie i'm amazed because yeah. uh, uh not i'm not amazed yeah. that you like it i'm just i'm what i find interesting is actually like there's been a lot of mixed oh like, like reaction to it because mm-hmm. uh a lot of people found it kind of boring because i think that it does require some interest in like the period and in like sure. sort of figuring out like who some of the people involved are and stuff yeah because like i've read a lot of things like more like i've read a lot of stuff about it where people were saying that like it doesn't really explain no kind of what the context of what's going on and yeah. who the people are and, very and well. i brought this up when we so talked if you about don't like, kind of know you don't know who some of those people or, or are, like or it, you some don't of the want, story just doesn't mean or you're anything. not willing to do kind of the research no. as you go sort of to try and like figure it out yeah it can be very kind of impenetrable and the thing is is that because people a lot of people didn't understand sort of what it was like who these people were and why why things were yeah. the way they were and what what it was really about a lot of people found it boring because they couldn't follow yeah like it didn't really See, mean anything to them because th- right? for me like okay like definitely assisted because we watched um right um uh, yeah and that's uh, why i insisted that like we had to you, need, watch it you needed to do christmas and Canada. but like often movies like this where like they involve historical characters yeah where i can in the process of watching the movie yeah look them up yeah like that's what i'm saying i mean that's I, all it really takes yeah you know? and i find that like kind of like that that double-edged yeah like but some people don't ed- like doing that they, yeah. they, they want the movie to tell them yeah. everything they need to know yeah, yeah. and, and they don't like to kind of like, go beyond that i have now like doubled down a lot of people felt the interactive just, experience that this is given um, it what makes the movie more attractive yeah. for me yeah. a lot of people kind of felt similar to like that um about like the once upon a time in hollywood the yeah. the newest tarantino movie See, that was another movie where because, i had to look up people cause because because a lot, lot of those. people just watching it cold not knowing like the what sort of it's a really about mm-hmm. and like what who like some of the historical people that are involved yeah, and yeah, yeah. and some of the more well, a lot of it just it just kind of goes it just washes yeah, yeah. off and so they doesn't... don't yeah. connect to it because they don't really understand like what the point is and, and, I could, and a lot I, of people could, felt that I way about absolutely Mank. understand that criticism yeah. for sure i enjoyed mank a lot uh it's not on my it would it is on my like mm-hmm. kind of runner-ups uh it's not on my main list uh i enjoyed it a lot but it was not it didn't like I didn't find it that compelling. Like yeah. it was just kind of a movie to me. Yeah, uh, it was a good movie, but um, I yeah I so much. Like I think I said when we watched it, like 
I could have watched it. Uh, if it was an hour longer, I would have been totally in. If it had been a six-episode miniseries, I would have been in for every episode. Yeah. I just mm. loved what they Not were so much doing me. there. Yeah. That's cool, man. Got to got to got to diverge. Yeah, somewhere. no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, so I guess, do, you, do you have any else arounds? Uh, yeah, some, well, I have alts? sort of my runner-ups or runner alts or yeah, whatever yeah, you want to yeah, call yeah. it um, that I kind of did like, um, uh, what do you want to call it? Like um, pairing. Yeah, sort of sim along similar kind of themes. Mm -hmm. You're close so, to your young Frankenstein. Um, so these are not in the same. Like yeah. the order wouldn't be the same. Okay, I'm gonna do it in the order that I did. Like okay. the ones that they're gotcha. similar to in, but that's not necessarily sure. the order. If these were my picks, that wouldn't necessarily be the gotcha. same order. It's just because of the, the movies that they're associated with. Mm -hmm. um, for my for for Midwinter's Tale, I didn't really have really anything that directly fit with it. Mm. Um, it's more of like a grab bag one because that I didn't you know I wasn't feeling strongly about that pick. So for like my alternate on that, I have I just have like Schindler's List because I just think like. It's a great film. It's a film that everybody should be aware of and probably have seen once, but it's not exactly what you'd call entertaining or like pleasant. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I haven't seen. But for like historical, it's one of those. for like historical, you know, mm. purposes and sort of significance, mm. I think it's an important film. But like, yeah, I mean, considering that my emphasis is always usually on like entertainment value and kind of, you know, uh, enjoying watching movies mm. uh, just doesn't quite fit with that but i just think like for for what it for what it's about and its significance i think that it should be on somewhere on there mm. um what was my f my four was edward right yeah so yeah my f my my runner-up sort of thing to that was mank because it's like oh. about people in the film industry you sure. know yeah. that was that was my connection there yeah. <laughs> you know uh, historical people mm. in the film industry you know, true, somewhat true story. Um, for Young Frankenstein, Clerks, yeah, as my comedy alternate. Um, for Dead Man, uh, it was actually, although as you said, uh, Jim Jarmusch has done several black and white movies. Yeah. Um, I actually pick for my alternate, and this is actually one of the first movies I thought of when I thought of this list, mm. but it ended up being bumped off of the main list. But Coffee and Cigarettes, yeah, 2003. That, that was a milestone um, as well. I think part of the reason why I was a little shaky about doing it is because it's like barely kind of a movie, really. Because yeah. it's just... I like, had a couple... It's a series of vignettes of like yeah. people meeting and talking over mm -hmm. Coffee and Cigarettes. Yeah. And it's great. And the people involved, I mean, there's, you know, the the, the Iggy Pop... Uh, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, oh, boy. Is it the gravelly voice? He's been in a bunch of movies. He played Renfield and Oh yes, I know who uh, you're talking about. Uh Dracula. Yeah. Oh god. Um why can't I remember it? I feel really bad. Big gentleman. Hellboy. Yes. No, not Hellboy. Her... Um It's a musician. Oh, oh that that uh, Tom so, Waits. Tom Waits, yes, yeah, sorry. I I don't know why I couldn't remember that. Yeah, so there's like a there's one with like Iggy Pop and Tom Waits. That's great. Uh, one of the segments is uh, the Wu Tang Clan right. hanging out in a diner, and then like the waiter comes out, and it's Bill Murray. Bill Murray's the waiter. Yeah, that's the scene I always remember. Because, when I think of this movie, that's the and scene. And it's because I like remember. he's basically yeah. like researching for like 
playing a waiter in a movie, so yeah. he's just like being a waiter. Yeah. And he just hangs out with the Wu Tang Clan because they actually are like they actually are fans of each other. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's just like a lot of odd, like you know, just interesting pairings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And but it's basically. But I see what you mean. It's just like it is kind of barely a movie. Yeah, it's yeah. just. I mean, it's cool, but it's. I don't know. It's weird, but I really like it. I really enjoy it mm-hmm. um, because it's like very Jim. Jim it's very Jim Jarmusch because you have no story or characters to like distract you. It's literally just mm-hmm. people hanging out and talking. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I really like that one. Um, and then my two was no, that was my two. That was my two, right? Five. Four, three, two. Yeah. So my one. So my alternate for Elfman, of course, is is Eraserhead. Oh yeah. The other David Lynch movie that's also black and white. That's his first movie that pre- predated it. And Eraserhead is obviously a very unique experience. Definitely not I for haven't ev- seen it yet. not for everyone. But I mean, you should see it I know, at this I know, point. You've seen. You've gone down the rabbit hole all the oh, way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've. I'm seen, not going to be suddenly surprised. You've seen Mulholland Drive. You've seen yeah. Twin Peaks: The Return. Yeah. You've seen. <laughs> yeah like david boy as a tea kettle yeah i mean as yeah, a giant tea, tea kettle, kettle. like yeah, yeah. you have Fair. seen you know the weird floating head thing of yeah. bubble of bob yeah, yeah and yeah. the guy with the big hand that he punches that yeah, he punches yeah. I, I, i'm not gonna like, be surprised by like, like pretty well basically twin piece the return period like yeah, if yeah. you've seen that you've seen that just about as weird as lynch gets so i mean nothing's really gonna shock you that much mm-hmm. with eraser head um but it's yeah it's weird yeah. but you know it's it's an art piece it's you know experimental forays into atonal you know, <laughs> f- filmmaking yeah, yeah uh quite literally because i mean it's famous for its very bizarre soundscape uh but uh yeah oh, it's cool. uh definitely a must for anyone who's interested in lynch and interested in like you know st- strange movies cult mm-hmm. movies so yeah yeah cool. all right so that's mine yeah um runner-ups uh, I had uh, coffee. I had coffee and cigarettes as well. Yeah. Again, I, it's my, really good. Like it's yeah. so fun to watch. Yeah. I just you know it's not really like a movie movie. Uh, I had. Uh, it's almost like a documentary, except that it's not a documentary. One of my one of my the only the only eighties films that made it to anywhere near my list was um, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. That was one where I, that was one where I, I was definitely like ah, I wish I'd seen I, that. Well, oh, you haven't seen it? No, I haven't. Oh. Yeah, um, it, for sounds, me it was, I haven't seen it in so long. It sounds so intriguing. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's Steve Martin, That's right? Steve Martin, I yeah, love yeah. Steve Martin, yeah, so, so, yeah. Uh, first Sin City movie, yeah. just a lot, just because it, of being it a fan of It was a contender comic. for, at least for the runner-ups, yeah. but I didn't really have like a particular spot for it. Um, it's it's well done. I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's a bit kind of, you know, it's like, it's like, fast food in film you know like it's a bit yeah you know there's nothing really that like yeah like deep or arty about it or anything really it's just kind of what it is but you know it's well done yeah the 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 way they emulated the art style of a comic book is I would, kind of more than i wish they had done so more done it yeah. more so because like most of the scenes are just in sort of contempt like like most of the scenes are fairly um conventional like like shaded like like grayscale 
black like black and, and white they film, don't they don't have which that in the comics contrast. does not exist no. in the, the comics everything is either bl black all black or all or white, white. Yeah. everything is 100 percent contrast there's no there's yeah. no um, there's no gray there's no no shading so yeah. um i would have liked there are shots that are done like that in mm -hmm. the movie that where they emulate exactly yes. and they look like basically frames animated like yeah. frames from the comic animated, animated yeah. which is really cool i just wish they'd done more of that you know but yeah. it would have cost a lot more yeah to like because it would have been like involved a lot more also tough when you've got like you know actors and like yeah people want to see actors faces yeah and you want yeah, to see yeah. the actors looking like the actors to yeah, a large yeah, degree yeah. you know so i get it uh good night and good luck which is an amazing movie i but i have i, I haven't seen it since 2005 yeah and for me i like i it's that weird thing it was where, almost like, my number five it, for me it's that weird thing where like i feel like like I can't say for sure if I've seen it, oh, okay. which is very rare for me. I usually yeah, know you, or you don't definitely, know. You don't do what I, I do. I don't think that I did, but I just remember so much of like it was such a big deal. Yeah, and like I remember definitely seeing like maybe I saw parts of it on like TV or something. Mm. Like I have a strong recollection of seeing bits and pieces, but like I can't say that I actually saw the movie. So I don't really know what's going on there, yeah. but I mean, I I like the idea behind it. I mean, I'm aware of who Edward Murrow was. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I isn't it? I believe it's David Strathairn, wasn't it? Yes, he's such a good actor. Yes, um, and it was uh, Clooney, I believe, directed yes, Clooney. it. Clooney's also, and um, yeah, like I know about it. I just I because I can't really confirm that I've even seen it. I can't exactly put it on the list, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> So that's cool, though. Yeah, uh, Jeff Daniels also the other one of the other uh, Jeff Daniels. Yeah, uh, David Strathairn, yeah. Patricia Clarkson, George Clooney, Jeff Daniels, Robert Downey Jr., and Franklin Jella. Yeah, nice cast. Um, it was very close to being my number five, um, but uh, but I, I I bumped it for for the other two. It's filmed on color film stock, but on a grayscale set. Yeah. And then was color corrected to black and white during post production. Yeah. So it went out of their way to make it black and white. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, that must be weird walking into a set where the, every, where the set itself is and you're in color, color and everything's yeah. in black and white. Yeah. You gotta do special kind of lighting to make sure that works out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it probably makes it easier though because yeah. then you know how it's gonna look. Like, it's really hard sometimes because. Um, like, even Mank, like, there's a whole, like, you can see behind the scenes stuff about Mank where, like, they had to really think about, like, like the colors used for the wardrobe. Colors mm. used on, on, in sets, on cars. Yeah. Everything. Because things show up a certain way mm. in black and white that's not the same. And so you have to kind of... You, you have to make up completely differently. Yeah, like, you, you have, have to, to know yeah. exactly what the final, you mm. know thing is going to be to know how you have to set it up you know yeah, yeah. Um, um last one on my also ran was um kind of one that was a big deal at the time was the artist in, in 2001 which also a silent black and white yeah. and silent so they double dipped yeah it. yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't see that um i'm aware i remember when it came yeah, out it was it's a it's a really good a fun film it's a you know if you've you know as someone like yourself who has watched you know lots of very older films um, silent movies aren't anything, um, 
aren't anything new to you. I I, I think you'd like it. Um, I probably would. Just from uh, at the very least, just from a, a like I'll how, put it, how they put, put it together. I'll put it on my list of yeah, yeah. black and white movies, modern black and white movies that I have yeah. not yet seen because I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, I don't that's know. The name, that's the actual name of the list. list. Oh, okay. It'll be like okay, this, yeah. like or it'll be like that lighthouse. Yeah bunch of stuff like that. I think that. the only one that was uh, that came up that I was like, I can't believe I hadn't seen that I didn't know about or had forgotten about was uh, The Man Who Wasn't There. Yeah, yeah, because that's Coen Brothers. That's Coen Brothers. I'm like, I've seen, again, seen I've it. seen parts of it and for some reason I just we never just, sat we should, through. We should, we should just do it. Yeah, because <laughs> the weird thing is it's one of those ones where like I it would like come up on television sometimes and I'd yeah. be like, oh, that's that black and white Coen Brothers movie with Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. And then, like, I just wouldn't. It would be like, oh, it's already started, and I don't want to like get get in before you know after yeah, it's already started. The, or yeah. you know, so I've never like gone out of a way to like actually like procure the movie and mm-hmm. sit down and watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, so. I mean, the especially at a certain point in time, the Coen Brothers were so prolific that it was really hard to ca- keep up sometimes. Yeah. You know. And uh, there's a lot of their stuff that I haven't seen, even though, like, there's a lot that I have, just because, yeah, they have a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of black and white movies and the Coens, mm-hmm. did you hear about the, I believe it's Joel is doing uh, a movie separately from Ethan, like he's oh. making a movie by himself, yeah. and it's uh, uh, it's an adaptation of Macbeth, the Shakespeare Macbeth, oh, no. yeah. but it's... Starring Denzel Washington. Oh, okay. Wait. And it's all it's in black and white and all like on like soundstage. Oh. So it's like a very like stagey kind of film. Oh. But interesting. In black and white and with yeah and with like a you know pretty much all star cast. Denzel was in Much Ado About Nothing. Absolutely yes he played the prince. Yeah that's right yes he was amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the main thing I remember much to do about nothing is Michael Keaton's performance oh. as, the, yeah, 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 as yeah. the jailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the he's the, the, uh, the he's the constable actually. The constable, yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, he's like yeah. the head of the the watch. Yeah, uh, yeah he's uh, great. I guess that there's a there's a everybody's great. In there was that. another one. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't everybody's great in that except Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah, Keanu Reeves is yeah. horrible in it. Yeah, there's a, there's another black and white film that was it didn't make it to my also rounds, but oh the, the Wheaton, the, the Wheaton, what you do about it's that. pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like yeah. I, it's not, I wouldn't, you know, it didn't make for the list because I was just like, yeah. it's nothing like no, it's you that's know, the thing. It's, it's world changing. Also, I feel a little, of, I feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, with anything involving him I mean, at the this thing point, is, it's like it was just like it's it that's it, such a tough thing because it's just like I know. It, it's, it's, like I say, it a little, little uncomfortable. Little no, it's not like, yeah. you know, because yeah. it's not like he's like a pedophile or anything no. really crazy like that. Yeah. It's just a little bit like, ah, yeah, it's too bad. He kind of turned out to be yeah. a jerk. If we, if we stop <laughs> watching all, uh, if we stop consuming all media yeah. that involve people who are jerks, we would consume no Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't bad. I mean, I like the cast because yeah. it's a lot of like the usual you know yes, people that we worked, know, yeah, worked yeah, yeah. with him a lot and stuff so. and the thing about it, it felt well, it like was literally like just a giant bit of fan service right <laughs> well because well no because it was literally like it was filmed like what in like a weekend or something yeah like yeah. at his it's, own house yes so there's like no like special like locations no sets no they no. just like used they the house it, yeah he just invited over like a bunch of the actors that he's mm. friend like knows and is friends yeah, with people and, stuff. In, in and, and they shows just and, 
Yeah, they, they, they just made much do yeah, or nothing. Yeah, yeah. You it's know? almost like it's one pretty of those, good. Like, 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 come over for our murder mystery. Yeah. Only come over and, we'll and make a movie. And make a movie. We'll, we'll perform much do yeah. or nothing. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah. It's just you know, yeah, it's a cool idea, but yeah, it's like, it's know. yeah, it's also also at the same time nothing really special. Yeah, yeah, yeah in that regard. I mean, it, in a way, it is, but in a way, it's not. <laughs> All right, so that's top five black and white films. Like, if you or me was like, let's invite our friends over and make a movie in the house yeah. over the weekend, yeah. it would be ridiculous. Like, it would yeah. be garbage, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like, it kind of is like a thing Don't of... would it? it... <laughs> <But> my point, <laughs> no, it would be My point is, is that... I it's, am not an actor. It's kind of special in the sense of, like, that it's anything decent, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, it's just like, well... Like, it's the height of, like, privilege to be yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm just gonna, like, invite a bunch of, like, people, famous people I know to over to my house yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, like, this great, you know, huge house because yeah, I'm a big, successful writer-producer, yeah. and then we're just gonna make a movie in the, over the weekend or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, like, it's just very, I don't know, it's just kind of, like, eh. There's a certain... Does that yeah. need to be rewarded? Yeah, there's a certain <laughs> you know? arrogance there, yeah. yeah <laughs> but sure. at the same time, it's, it's, it's not cool bad. It's not cool. bad. It's watchable. The yeah, actors yeah. did a great job. Yeah. You yeah. know? So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So that's episode 280, uh, top five modern black and white films. Yes. Um, and that's it for this week. Yes. We will be back next week yes. with episode 281. Yes. Until then, I'm Chris. This is Zach. Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs>